Welcome back to the 2021-2022 school year. I bet most of you could contribute a story or two, or maybe even a whole chapter, to the book of the craziest teaching experiences from the past year. We can certainly look back on the last year and say it was a year like no other. We might even be able to say we're better for it, better at Google Classroom, better at recording ourselves with different devices, and definitely better at Zoom. We know we might not completely be out of the woods of the pandemic yet, and many of our schools have different virtual options still in place, but we are eagerly excited about starting the school year with students in our classrooms and doing as much hands-on learning as possible. At SIS for Teachers, we have had a very busy summer preparing lots of things that you'll find out about soon. But we are also back in full force doing professional development in person. I must say it's completely refreshing to be able to actually see beautiful faces of teachers that we're working with and to be able to feed off their energy and excitement. The excitement is not without trepidation, however. As we look back in our classrooms, we're certainly going to experience the learning loss that comes as a side effects of our students not having in-person instruction for a year. We may decide to have a 30-day soft start for some of our grade levels, but I'm confident the student skills will increase and we will start to use the appropriate instructional levels to get them caught up. While some of you may have started already, many teachers we're working with are just starting to think about getting back into the schools and actual classroom routines. We're doing a lot of trainings for new teachers and refreshers for teachers who feel like they're brand new teachers again after last year. So let's kick it off by talking about Shannon's top five tips to get math classrooms set up for successful in-person hands-on learning. First up, we have routines also known as our math workshop stations. This is a foundational f- piece, really, in setting up your classroom for success. Typically, this involves some variations of math workshop structure, which provides a flexible but organized way for students to have guided instruction, which would be our math of the teacher. Playing application games, perhaps math with someone. Having ex- access to technology, maybe our math with technology, and even independent practice known as our math by myself. These are the key elements to a math workshop. We have some great templates to help you with the structure of your math workshop. There's even a guided template to help you keep track of your each of your groups and how they're doing so you don't waste time trying to remember. Additionally, we wanna leave time for number talks and application problems. These are two great additions to a math workshop and provide students a way to interact with the math that's really important. But you don't have to do both of them every day. I usually tell teachers to alternate Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week to do seven to 10 minutes for a number talk or numeracy talk. Tuesday and Thursday, go through the problems with visual models in your journal. Next week, swap it so you get three visual models and then two number talks. Before we slip right back into the workshop model, we've always done though, this year, we also have to consider social distancing and other COVID protocols. While we might have to modify, the key is to figure out how to differentiate the instructions with small groups. Maybe you start your lesson as a whole class, 
And then you make sure that everyone has that hands-on learning experience being prepared so that they're able to experience the concept. Of course, the application, application games students play with manipulatives will also hit some of those st- standards home. Remember, every math workshop is unique. While you think about your structure of your classroom, consider your logistical concerns, your dist- your school district, even your unique teaching style to plan how you incorporate the important elements of math workshop. Next up, number two, is numeracy or number talks. This was a hard piece to accomplish in our various virtual settings last year. Maybe your district had to record videos and just hope that kids would watch it. Translate, no feedback for you. Maybe you actually tried to do some numeracy talks, but just hoped that the kids would have the counters and 10 frames that you sent home. Number talks and numeracy talks are a very important part of helping kids process math concepts and strategies. So, As we head back to the classroom, they deserve careful planning and consideration. Where do you start? For kindergarten, start on the red level of our numeracy cards. Check out the free video here to preview that level here. For first grade, the yellow level of our numeracy talks is a great starting point. This level does include conservation to 10 with a 10 frame, the linear counting buddy junior, and even the scatter. For second grade, we recommend a softer start to review those numeracy talks in the green level. This looks at conservation to 20 with our double 10 frame, our counting buddy senior, and our rock and rock. For third through fifth, I would use your number talks to review addition strategies. Remember, our MathMite friends can always help you be a part of that. DC can help students decompose with addition. Students might use compensation with abracus or maybe even try to solve with partial sums using value pack. And it's okay to start small. Start off with a number talk looking at eight plus five and see if your students know the strategies. Once they're confident in applying a single digit plus a single digit, move to a two digit plus a single digit problem, and then maybe try out some two digit plus two digit. Remember, number talk should happen seven to 10 minutes a day, three to five times a week. If we don't get it in at least three times a week, it's probably not going to have the effect that we're looking for. Questioning is a key during your number talk, so make sure you have those inquiry-based questions ready to go. Not sure what to say? The first eight shows of our Math Might shows, Kindergarten, First, Second, and Third, have a sample number talk as a warm-up that you can get an idea. K2 teachers, don't forget to use your technology tools with your numeracy talks. You can go to that website I always tell everyone about, dreambox.com backslash teacher tools, or personally, I love Steve Iborny's Splat website, which is also a great place to grab some fun inquiry-based activities to get kids' brains thinking. 3-5 teachers could also use both websites, in my opinion, especially as we start back for our first 30 days. All right, tip three is application games. Once we have the structure for our numeracy talks in place, it's time to think about application games. These games are more than just fun, but also give kids time to explain their thinking, to connect with other students that they haven't been able to do since they were with all the virtual classes that we had last year. Before you begin, 
which games are you going to use in your unit one? Do you have them loaded or printed and ready to go? I like to have three copies of each game. I'm going to use it in a unit and put them into clear sleeves so they're accessible to students right away. That way I don't have to mess around trying to figure out where the game board is, what pieces go with it, which game I'm using. I just get it and it's ready to go. Start with simple, fun strategy games like Bump, Nine Holes, Rotten Apple, all included in our strategy game download. Of course, one of my favorite places for application games is k-5mathteachingresources.com. Their games are very inexpensive and don't come with a lot of cute fluff. No cute bunnies on these games, but they're really quality games that will go hands-on with each standard. Tip number four is that math salad bar. Setting up the salad bar is a key. It's be able to do that concrete, pictorial, abstract thinking in your classroom. Once you've got the structure, the number talks, the games, figure out what manipulatives you need. A typical salad bar is a cart, usually with 10 drawers on one side and five on the other with salad bowls on the top, dry erase labors so you can swap out the drawers and make the tools accessible. Check out the Mass Salad Bar kits here for more information. In some of our schools, there'll be a Mass Salad Bar in every classroom K-5. Manipulatives are no longer toys, but they're actually an opportunity for meaningful interaction with things like place value discs and strips. Not sure what to put in your Mass Salad Bar? It's great to preview your unit. Think about what tools students students need to be able to create the concrete or conceptual understanding of what they're doing. Of course, you can have things like base 10 blocks and Unifix cubes, which will be ready available in your classroom, or you can also use this great manipulative lift by grade level to help ensure you have everything in store for your students that's needed. Tip number five is vocabulary. The icing is on the cake and the cherries on top. With a well thought out math classroom is vocabulary. After you've considered your structure, planned number talks, prepping games, and stocking your mass salad bar. We want your kids to be prepared for the, they want them to be prepared for the appropriate vocabulary as they have conversations around math. Consider what is the key vocabulary for the first unit? What words do your students, are they using? What vocabulary words are on the assessments? What words are just difficult or a nuisance that require practice, like the difference between an equation versus an expression? Certainly, post your vocabulary words in a word wall, but I think it's a great interact inter- a way to interact using a foldable. Click here for the blog on our vocabulary. If you're lacking vocabulary cards, check out this great link that tells you how the vocabulary words can go along with your standards by grade level. Of course, I also added many things to this list, but these are my top five for now. I would encourage you to, to, you could start with them. Get them going, the workshop in your classroom, then start looking at your lessons. We want to be able to create a culture in the classroom where kids are excited about learning math. Create a solid but flexible structure in which we kids can incorporate games, add in the number talks, they get the feel of the concrete materials, and the key vocabulary accessible to students. With these five things in place, despite varying degrees of learning loss, you'll have already set a course of success as you welcome your students back in your classroom. I hope that you had have had or will have a great start to your 2021-2022 school year. 
As a teacher, you are truly a superhero in my eyes, especially considering all that you've gone through in the last 12 months. This is going to be a great year and you are ready to handle whatever comes to you.